MSW Media. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world, she walks into mine. a glass, sit for a spill, it's time to have some fun, let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking, but this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. drinking buddies. Good to have you here. Coming up on this episode, we've got former Miss Universe, Olivia Culpo. That's right. Olivia Culpo, she's got a new ready-to-drink adult beverage called Vide. And you're going to want to check this interview out. It is a first for me in my podcasting career. Because of COVID, a lot of these interviews are being conducted over Zoom. We know this. You've seen the videos that we post at The Imbiber and at WWD underscore podcast. So we're doing these interviews over Zoom. And every once in a while, a publicist, publicists are the ones that facilitate these interviews, they'll ask if they can listen in. It doesn't happen a lot, but we'll let them do it. And we'll mute their audio and their video. Now, in this particular interview with Olivia Culpo, several publicists requested to ch- to listen in. This is not something we normally do, but okay. Maybe they were afraid I'd you know, say something weird or they wanted to have a whole team at the ready to handle this, handle anything that might pop up. And pop up it did. Turns out my producer, who has since been severely punished for this offense, producer forgot to mute the microphones of the publicists that were listening in. And so... One point during the interview, Olivia and I, we got into this really great discussion about an issue that's very topical at the moment, and something that clearly matters to Olivia. It had something to do with, with a, a, an answer that she had given at the Miss USA pageant years ago on en route to winning that pageant and winning Miss Universe. It was a very positive conversation, by the way. I don't know, gotcha stuff or anything like that. And she had said something and I was responding to that and, in, in the, and I, we just hear this disembodied voice. And it was one of the publicists. No idea who this publicist, I never met this person or spoke to this person before. And she chimed in and basically shut the conversation down. Much to my surprise. I got to say, it flustered me. It really did fluster me. I mean, this is my show. I'm the one who knocks. I am the one who knocks. Anyway, you want to give it a listen. And then afterwards, I'll chime in with thoughts on how I wish... I'd handled this intrusion. I'll be posting video of the the actual moment it happened on my Instagram this sometime this week. It's at the Imbiber, also at WWD underscore podcast. So first, housekeeping. I, I'll be doing my regular spot on the Adam Carolla show this Friday, September 3rd. An episode will drop with yours truly on it, the booze that we will be drinking and discussing on Adam's show is hard seltzer. That's right. Going to get into hard seltzer. It is the probably the most booming category in all 
the drinks world, hard seltzer. And we're going to be trying a few of those, about four or five different hard seltzers. We're going to be talking about them, the whole phenomenon, rating, reviewing. Check it out. Adam Carolla Show, me, Friday, September 3rd. I'm also headed to Aspen, second week of September for the Food and Wine Festival, the Aspen Food and Wine Classic. And expect a full report on a future episode here. I'll be bringing the recorder. I'll be talking to people there. I'll be drinking. Look, I'm burping in anticipation of how much drinking I'll be doing. Speaking of wine, food and wine, I had a good one. I had a couple good ones, actually. Last night, I I was... Sunday night, I like to watch my shows, my programs, okay? I like to open a bottle of wine. I actually opened two bottles of wine uh, from Sosi. Sosi is the French word for double or look-alike, okay? And the wine is S-O-S-I-E. It comes from uh, Sonoma County, though. It's not French, but it's inspired by the French. It's a boutique winery, Sosi wines. They pour French varieties and they pair them with, you know, the sort of old world techniques that they use, but it's got that new world, Northern California, Sonoma feel to the wines. I, uh, the ones that I had, I had a Sosi 2019 white blend. This is a blend of Roussin, Grenache Blanc, and Marsan, all sourced from the historic and certified organic Rossi Ranch vineyard up there. It's one of the nicest vineyards in Sonoma County. I just really is a very approachable wine, delicious, $35 a bottle for that Sosi 2019 red white blend. And then I graduated and I went into a little red from their Spring Hill Vineyard on the Sonoma coast. And this is Sosi 2017 Pinot Noir. Oh boy. Uh, raspberries, strawberries, cranberries, just a delicious, uh, some weight to it, some dark plum flavors. I really enjoyed this wine. Sosi 2017 Pinot Noir Spring Hill Vineyard. Not an ad. They didn't pay for this. I'm just telling you because I dug it. And it was $45 a bottle for that one. Go figure. So when I recommend these wines, right, I recommend to you drinking them. And I'll give you my tasting notes and things like that. But there are wine terms that I like to define every once in a while, or I like to let somebody else define them, and I just steal their work. Uh, in this case, Stacy Briscoe from Wine Enthusiast, and Stacy Briscoe does great work there. She wrote a piece recently, basically defined what mid-palate means in wine. When, you, when people talk about wine tasting, you'll hear that, okay, the mid-palate. And according to Stacy, the mid-palate follows the initial burst of flavor and texture when you first draw the wine into your mouth. A wine with a good mid-palate, Stacy says, unfolds and develops on the tongue. It'll have flavor, but also structure. And it also, I guess it's easy to assume that the mid-palate plays more heavily in red wines versus whites, but uh, Stacy got a couple of experts in this that says even unoaked white wines can show complexity on the mid-palate. So how do you assess a wine's mid-palate, according to Stacy, You make sure you have the wine in your mouth long enough. You swirl, swish, and savor that wine around for a good 10 seconds to truly get a sense of its mid-palate. Draw in air over the wine as it's in your mouth, and that'll help release flavors. Also, breathing through the nose a little while the wine is in your mouth can help, too. Now, there are wines that have weak mid-palates. They incorporate very little or no development from sip to swallow. It means the flavors are the same. They, 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 the structure is static. 
like being drawn to someone for a first date to learn they have charm, but no substance. They also call the, they often refer to these wines as donut wines because they're missing their middle. Get it? Donut wines. Missing the middle. One of the final quotes in this piece was from a master of wine named Peter Marx. Marx considers all these components as part of the mid-palate, but doesn't typically use the word or teach it to his students. And this is a quote from Peter Marx. He says, if you're describing the wine's body, concentration, and complexity, you've covered all you need to know about the mid-palate, he says. Quote, wine can be so confusing for students, why make it worse by having them describe mid-palate? So I don't know, maybe I just wasted all my time talking about this. I didn't. Peter Marx, some of us want to know. My listeners want to know, don't you? Speaking of wanting to know, don't you want to know about some of the stuff that I like to drink besides wine? Of course you do. You know, but it's not all whiskey here at What We're Drinking headquarters. A lot of times I like to drink rum, just any rum. I'm talking about Batiste rum, the first sustainable American craft rum. Call it a 3R rum because the makers of Batiste rum practice regenerative agriculture, they use renewable energy, and they make responsible choices. Batiste rum is made from 100% pure, fresh cane juice, minimal processing, single distillation. It is distilled sunshine. I'm walking on sunshine. Check out BatisteRum.com to learn more. That is B A T I S T. E-R-H-U-M dot com. That H in rum is a tip of the hat to the French Caribbean where it's sourced. And as I like to say, the H is silent, but I promise you, you won't be. You're going to be telling everybody you know to get some. Folks, you ready for some tough love? You ready to hear a hard truth? Okay, good, because I'm going to lay it on you. You can buy the finest, fanciest, most expensive spirits in the world to make craft cocktails at home. But if you use crap mixers, you're going to get crap drinks. Let's face it, whipping up cocktails at home can be an expensive hassle. That's why my fridge is always well stocked with Fresh Victor. Fresh Victor is a line of all-natural, clean-label cocktail mixers that brings the magic of Master Mixologist into your home. All the ingredients are fair trade sourced. There's no artificial anything. The mixers are produced at a 100% solar-powered juicing plant with absolutely no waste. Fresh Victor features seven unique blends with contemporary flavors designed to suit any palate. There's delicious combos like pineapple and ginger root, which I love with little vodka, cactus pear and pineapple, which I love with little vodka, and cucumber lime i put rum in that one and right now right now fresh victor is offering a funky fresh deal to my listeners simply go to freshvictor.com fill up your shopping cart with some great mixers and at checkout enter promo code wwd20 that's what we're drinking wwd20 to get 20 percent off your order so if you order 50 dollars worth of mixers it'll only cost you 40 yeah you're welcome. Go to FreshVictor.com, fill up your shopping cart, and at checkout, enter promo code WWD20 to get 20% off your order. That's fresh. Hi, I'm Allison Janney, and you're here with me on What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. And that's my sexy voice. Boom. Joining me now, two fine human beings. Uh, first up, he's the co-founder and CEO of Vide Beverages, Inc. Inc. I 
sell premium vodka and tequila-based canned cocktails. Ryan Laverty. Hey, Ryan. How are you, man? Good to see you. And uh, thanks. Yes, the crowd goes crazy. The crowd goes wild. Also with us, uh, she's a fashion icon, social media giant, actor, philanthropist, entrepreneur, sports illustrated swimsuit issue, cover model, former Miss Universe, partner in Vibe Beverages, and really a reason for me to feel bad about all the shit I have not accomplished in my life. She's the pride of Cranston, Rhode Island, Olivia Culpo. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Oh my God. That was, I think, the best and biggest introduction I've ever had. Yeah. That's what it. the hell? I'm, I'm insulted. Where were, I thought I was going to have a big intro like she, that. You've done a lot of things, Olivia. You're, <laughs> uh, you're very busy. Yeah. So, <laughs> <Guess> so. <laughs> so Vide, uh, let's talk, let's start. I have a lot of things I want to get to. Uh, but I want to start off talking about Vide. So give us a little bit about the origin of it's a ready to drink cocktail. That's the, that is the biggest thing in the biggest category in the spirits world now. So talk a little bit about how that started and how you got involved, Olivia. I think Ryan, you kind of started it, right? You want to partner? Yeah. 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 I started, uh, I started the company with my buddy Sal. Uh, we went to Penn State together. We were in the you know same group of friends, same fraternity. We were definitely, I would say, more of the the entrepreneurs of the bunch. But um, we had graduated in 2016, which was a really kind of interesting time for you know the canned drink space, like the the malt beverages, so the White Claws, the Trulies of the world, like those really just started going. Um, you know, we were naturally curious about them just because like people in our demo started drinking them. Um, people like weren't drinking beer as much. Um, so in full transparency, like we definitely used to drink, um, some of those products back in the day, I, I would say this was probably a year after we graduated in 2017. Um, but what struck us as, as most interesting about those products was not only both Sal and I, but everyone else, no one really understood what the hell they were drinking. Um, no one understood really what a malt beverage was. They didn't understand what alcohol from fermented cane sugar was. And one day Sal and I were looking at each other and we're like, honestly, dude, like what the hell is this thing? And he couldn't even tell me, you know, on the bottom, like back in the day in 2017, the bottom of those like malt beverage cans, it used to say beer with natural flavors on them, like in very small, fine print. Um, now it says hard seltzer with natural flavors, but, uh, that struck us as kind of being a little like deceptive. Honestly, we were people that, you know, cared about what we were eating. We were cared about what we were drinking. We were living healthier lifestyles, you know, trying to be a bit more, um, you know, we were, we were really kind of like examining like nutritional information and ingredients. So, um, we started poking around and we were like, you know, we don't understand why there isn't just like a canned beverage that actually has real vodka and real tequila in it. Um, there were very few companies at the time that were doing it and specifically ones that catered towards like more, I guess, health minded people like ourselves. Like, obviously we're still talking about booze here, but, um, you're, you're, you're talking about catered. me, right? You're looking, you're seeing this physique yeah, right here and you're exactly. going, yeah, so I got professional you. Yeah, bodybuilders like yourself. Um, these things, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we felt there was a need in, in the category for something that catered to people like us, people that wanted quality, people that wanted transparency. And when do you launch the brand? Uh, so we officially launched in New York City, end of the summer in 2019. So Olivia, how do you come into the picture? 
so I've always been interested in the canned cocktail space. It was hard for me to find anything that I loved, kind of similar to Ryan and Sal. I didn't, I wasn't convinced by the flavor. And also I didn't really, some of the calories were really, it wasn't really on brand for me, not on brand, but I personally didn't resonate with some of the nutritional facts. And a lot of them actually don't even have any nutritional facts listed. So right. when I learned about Vibe, I was skeptical at the beginning because I was thinking it was going to be like the, every other canned cocktail out there. Um, but as soon as I tried it and learned more about the ingredients, how it is zero carbs, zero sugar, 99 calories, um, three natural ingredients, all of that was really appealing to me. And uh, something that I was honestly looking for because I, I, I love to have fun. I love to enjoy a drink, but I don't like feeling hungover the next day or the moral hangover of knowing like, oh, that was like 700 calories or that wasn't worth all the bloat that I'm feeling today. I can say that with Vide, it being so natural, you don't experience half of that. You don't experience any of that in my opinion, but I, I don't know if I'm I can make it a bold statement, but anyway, something with 99 calories. Well, let me, let me, let me interject here just for everybody listening. What Olivia is saying is you won't experience hangover unless you drink 20 vides, then you'll be in trouble. So we're, <laughs> we're always about responsible drinking here on what we're drinking. Uh, at least while we're, we're doing not, the show. We're, yeah. not, we're not condoning drinking. 20 That's vides, right. So. <laughs> no, it's okay. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we can't tell you what to do and not do, but yeah. <laughs> so that so you were drawn to it. Uh, you were drawn to it because it, it not only does it, it vibe with the, the lifestyle that you're leading, you get a nice buzz from it too. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. And I mean, you can't find anything else on the market that has such minimal calories, carbs, sugar, and ingredients. A lot of the ones with lower calories have ingredients that you can't pronounce, and that's just not what we stand for. Yeah, and something else I think that not only. I know that Olivia appreciates, but a lot of our consumers too, is our flavor profile is super subtle. It's really light. Like it's not so flavorful. It's not that cloyingly sweet sort of thing either going on, right? Right. Yeah. Like a lot of these other beverages, they just kind of like hang out on your tongue and they, they have this like awful, unnatural kind of like, um, you know, aftertaste, if you will. And with ours being so subtle, you really don't get that. And the carbonation is a bit lighter on Vide too. So they're, uh, they're definitely very drinkable. And what is a, how do you sell it? Four packs? Uh, yeah. So we sell them in four packs and then we've also got like a variety eight pack. So gives obviously the consumer the opportunity to try all four or all four vodka flavors. Um, and then we've got a tequila grapefruit that's in the market right now, which has been, uh, been electric. Everyone loves it. I mean, I love it. It's so yeah, good. That's probably my favorite too. Olivia, I referred to you as the pride of Cranston, Rhode Island. I did a little research Here's who's from Cranston, Rhode Island, and you clearly surpassed all of them. <laughs> Elizabeth Hasselbeck, do you know? She's from Cranston. I don't know if you're from The View. Uh, yes, yeah. trust me, I know everyone that's from Rhode Island. You know them. <laughs> well, the, my favorite, though, is, this is the best, is Buddy Cianci is from from Cranston. So I don't know if people know who Buddy Cianci is. Buddy was the mayor of, became the mayor of Providence, Rhode Island. He ran on an anti Super anti-corruption campaign as a politician. So we probably know where this story is going. Uh, <laughs> Buddy ended up doing some time for corruption, you know, but, but the best thing about Buddy was he was the mayor twice, very popular, anti-corruption, uh, gets convicted of corruption, of course. 
gets out of prison and runs again for mayor, but didn't win. But uh, Buddy, one of my favorite political characters of all time is from your hometown. He's pretty, he's pretty iconic. He was, he had his famous sauce. So his red sauce, Rhode Island is just full of all these Italians that love good food and good alcohol, by the way. But he, he would sell his sauce. And I don't know if you know this part, but apparently, allegedly he died eating Italian food on Federal Hill in Rhode Island, which is a very, very popular Italian uh, community. So, Mm. wow. What a way to go out. What a way to go. Right. Doing what you love. (laughs) Eating Italian food. Now, uh, Olivia, you posted a, 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 actually, one of the things I want to touch on, because you're obviously sort of the face of the brand, as well as being a partner in the brand. So a lot of, we have a lot of celebrities on this show that have their brands on. In fact, uh, we had Nick Jonas, your ex Nick Jonas was on here with John Barvados with Villa One Tequila. I'm wondering, do you have any favorite celebrity-backed spirit brands? Besides your own, obviously. Oh, I know. Besides my own. It's really hard. Well, first of all, I just have to preface this with five takes the cake out of all these. But I really, uh, I would say Casamigos I'm a big fan of. Uh, Still, I would prefer Vide. And that's really, that's really it. Honestly, I'm a very picky, I'm picky. 818 is pretty good too. I tried that recently. So I would say that's uh, um, one of the uh, it's a yeah. tequila, right? <laughs> who is it? Yeah, I know who it is. I can't tequila. think of her name. Kendall Jenner's. That's it. Yes. Couldn't think of her incredibly right. famous name. Uh, yeah. The 818. <laughs> I have not tried that yet, but I think we might actually be having her on the show. So I just got oh, reached yeah. out. They reached out to me recently. So we'll see. But that's good. You've had it. It's good. It's smooth. Okay. Yeah, I've had it too. It's pretty good. All right. Okay. But Vide, Vide is better. We're, we're going on the record saying Vide is better. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to ask you, I, I saw a video you posted about uh, on YouTube about getting dewy skin. So I'm wondering, first off, is dewy skin, would that be a good thing for me? I'm sweating, by the way. It's very hot. But with dewy skin, is that something I want, dewy skin? I think so. I how do I, how do, I do it? Give it to me in a nutshell. Okay. Dewy skin is you have, to, you have to drink a lot of water. Um, drink a lot of water, you know, get optimal amount of sleep. I like to use a face mist. I also think going in the sauna is a great way to get a little bit of the um, toxins out and give you that glow from within. Um, and then it's also about like what you don't do. Like don't use overly alcohol-based products. Okay. That's actually funny Alcohol, but this like is assuming your- I'm using products, right? So yeah, first yeah, off, I have to start using products, and then they can't have alcohol in them. Well, and he's like a gentle. Wait, cleanser. so we shouldn't be washing our face with vibe. No, no, we shouldn't be no, washing no, our face with no vibe bath. No vibe bath. Especially it's not like breakout chrome. There's just no need. Don't you can put it all over your body. Maybe if you're just having you know a great time, I'll accept that. But like, just keep okay, good to know. <laughs> Okay, so this is the moment my listeners have really been waiting for. Olivia and I geeking out about the cello. So uh, Olivia Culpo plays the cello. You've been playing it most of your life, right? You, you did band camp. You did all of that. First off, the cello is a very unwieldy instrument. You know, big, and you got to do It's not like the sexiest instrument, is it? No. It's really not. I mean, I, I when, when I think about that question, I just think about myself my whole life with this gargantuan coffin on my back, just like literally lugging it. I mean, it was terrible. And like traveling with it, it, it takes up an entire 
plane seat. So like you have to get another seat next to yourself for it. It can't go underneath the plane. It's just too fragile. And then, you know, like going to school on the bus, for example, like it would block the row. It would block the little like aisle so the bus driver can see the back and I would get yelled at. I was just a big nerd. Did you get teased because of the cello? Yeah, all the time. Oh, that's terrible. That is terrible. But it's okay. I mean, I'm so happy that I did it. There are so many things that we were teased about growing up that we realized, you know, later in life that, wow, that person was a douchebag and I'm so much cooler than them. Yeah. So you just have to remind our use of that because it's an amazing thing. I love I love everything it taught me and I love being able to play now. It was just in those moments, it was a little mortifying. When you're really good, I've watched, I went online and watched videos of you playing. Very. You're, you're an excellent cello player. I went, speaking of excellent cello players, I went on to cellocentral.com, an actual website. They listed the five most famous cellists of all time. And I, I kind of want to get your opinion on these cellists. Are you ready to comment? Ready. On, and uh, Ryan, are you okay with this? If you want to oh, yeah. chime in as well, feel free. So number five, they have listed Julian Lloyd Webber from England, fan are you a fan olivia i think so that, that one's not ringing a bell okay well but number four i know will ring a bell yo-yo ma at number four I, yeah of course okay fan of yo-yo ma uh number three pablo casals now one of the even i know pablo casals very famous from spain right yes uh-huh. you're a fan i'm a fan can you guess who number two is give you a hint it's a woman oh um I always watch her playing the Elgar Cello Concerto. Uh, was she blonde? I think she was blind. Blonde. Blonde, yeah, exactly. Jacqueline, uh, Jacqueline Dupre. Yes, yes, yes. And then finally, drum roll, Number please. <laughs> Ryan's on Olympia the edge. Ryan is on the edge of his seat right now. Really uh, <laughs> not me. I know that much. Mesoslav Rostrop- Rostropovich. Rostropovich, yeah, the Russian, yeah. is considered the greatest cellist of all time. Would you agree? I think so. I think my mom would agree. My mom's played with a lot of those people, which is pretty, she's really. Your parents are, your parents are professional musicians, right? Yes. Yes. Incredible. So really, thank you. Cause when I was researching this, I wound up going down this rabbit hole and I watched most of this uh, BBC documentary from about 10 years ago called the genius of the cello about Rostropovich it's pretty amazing. Like, you know, like you're like some of the, just how incredible this guy and what a mesmerizing instrument the cello is. There was a, uh, there was a great quote in there from one of the famous cellists that said with him, it's not the cello. It's the voice. The cello is his voice. Hmm. There's oh, no point yeah. to that other than I just want to talk yeah. about the cello because <laughs> you're the only person I think I've ever had on this show who is an accomplished cellist. Oh, thank you. Well, music in general is such a gift. I, I mean, it doesn't matter even what, what instrument it is. It is like a voice. It's so cool. And those, I'm so glad you went down that rabbit hole because it's so sad because I feel like classical music is not appreciated like it used to be or, you know, like it should be. But it's so soothing and so inspirational. There was a, such a great quote about Rostropovich in there. He said he could play more quietly than anyone in the world and make an entire concert hall practically stop breathing. It's so beautiful. I know it really is. It really mm. is a big fan of the cello. I love the, my mom plays the viola. That's also beautiful. Violin's also beautiful, but the cello to me really is the most beautiful. It's got that like beautiful tenor, um, not super high, but it's 
got some, I feel like it's the most sensual sound. Ryan, you play any instruments? I wish I could relate, but I played the trombone. The least sexiest instrument of all time. Maybe beside the tuba, but (laughs) I was, you are not getting, you are not getting any action as a tuba player. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, it's not happening. No. The whole is kind of, yeah, low brass was interesting. I played for uh, I played for about three years until I was politely asked to leave the band program. Unfortunately, <laughs> um, there's something to be said about giving a group of like four best friends who are like 13 years old like low brass instruments, and basically we would just blast them as loud as possible and. Uh, we were kind of a nuisance in the band class, unfortunately. So uh, I had to take up art, actually. <laughs> Olivia, you did band camp, right? Oh, yeah. You actually Every... went to any crazy band camp stories? There were a lot. Oh, yeah. Like one time I remember I never wanted to go and my mom taught at band camp. And I remember one time it was the 4th of July and I was like, fuck this. I was about to be like a senior in high school. And I was like, you know what? This is so fucked up. Everyone's having so much fun. It's the 4th of July. So I, and she was working at the camp. So she had her own little like cabin thing, like a mile down the road. I stole her wine and stuck and snuck it to my like, you know, little room. And I just got drunk by myself. You know, I remember that, (laughs) that for example. And here I am now in the alcohol space. (laughs) But um, yeah. When 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 people actually say that one this one time at band camp that that's actually a real saying, I guess. That's right. You can oh, do oh, it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So I was the most like brilliant people. I was just the degenerate in the corner. <laughs> I mean, you're you're good. I mean, I watched you on you, but I mean, are you? Where are you in the grand scheme of cellists? Oh, I would say like. I, oh, in the grand scheme, very low. I would say, like, when I graduated high school, I could have played professionally or I could have not, and I and I didn't, and I and I feel like that's kind of where, like, I'm at. But I play with a lot of people who are very talented. I'm lucky to be able to do so. Like, in L.A., I have a quartet, um, and they're all professional musicians. They went to Juilliard. I actually know one of the violinists from when I was in band camp, and she was with me. Um, but I've kept a lot of those relationships and I can keep up, but I would never, I wouldn't, oh my gosh, no. Like my mom is incredible and she plays with the Boston Pops, Boston Symphony. I feel like I could never say that I could keep up with her because it's just not respectful. It's like the decades of just training that they've done. Is it something you could see down the line, like a little further on in your career going, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to take my quartet out on the road. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're incredible. The following on the people in my quartet is insane. Like, one of the girls did the soundtrack for, like, the new Superwoman show. The other guy went to Juilliard. It's, like has, like, 500,000 followers. Like, they're intense. Intense. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel like we could do something cool. With plenty of Vide on Twitter. Where, oh, did, yeah. where did you come yeah. up with the name? Where did, I mean, Vide yes. as in provide. Is that where that came from? Um. Sure. That's exactly where it came from. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's actually good though. Um, believe it or not, when we were still kids and like thinking of this idea, like four and a half, five years ago, it's, it was an acronym. It stood for vodka. I drank every day. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was just more of a giving thing. We're going to provide you. Provide with some... Maybe we'll run with that one going forward. 
Okay. I like it. Guys, it's been great talking. Olivia, I have one more thing I want to bring up. So back in 2011 at the Miss USA pageant, you were asked by uh, Rob Kardashian if you felt it would be fair for transgender woman to win the USA Miss USA pageant. And I thought it was just so beautiful what you said. You said there were, there's so many people out there who transition in order to live a happier life that you do think it would be fair. And it's crazy to me. That was a decade ago. And it seems like that battle has only gotten more heated. And I was wondering how you feel about that now, how you feel about, you know, what's happened in the last 10 years that, you know, the, sort of the problems that the transgender people face, the fact that you were really very early on, someone was standing up for them. I know. I think it, I think about that a lot too. It is weird that Rob Kardashian asked me too. I mean, this was like 10 years before Caitlyn Jenner, his step, brother. So um, really interesting. I would say at the time, I wasn't sure how people would react. And that's why I was really careful the way that I answered it, because you do, I had to kind of appeal to both sides because it was such a heated, very polarizing topic. We made so much headway in that space. But honestly, when I think about it this week, I think about people who are in other parts of the world that still have such an uphill battle and obviously everyone's been thinking about things like Afghanistan and just, you know, all these other countries that of course have people who want to change to live a better life or even just be accepted for the way that they were born. Um, So I don't know. I think about it a lot. I feel like I'm proud to, to have said what I said then. And I'm very knowledgeable about all the work that still needs to be done. And I hope that I was able to comfort a group of people. Yeah. And you got to put it in the context of being 10 years ago, probably wasn't a very popular position that you were taking, maybe. And I thought that it was... Hey, Dan, it's Amanda. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to make sure that we're mindful of the time. And if you had any more questions about Vide while we have both Ryan and Olivia. Okay. Got it. Look at that. I just got put in my place there. Ryan and Olivia, really great talking to you. And uh, yeah. I wish you the best of luck with Vide. And I'm going to go drink some right now. I oh, love perfect. it. Thanks so much, dude. There we go. Thanks, guys. Great chatting. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Bye, Dan. Thank you. And now, a word from one of our dream sponsors, Valley Forge Beer, circa 1950s. Watering gardens is my line, says Green Thumb Jay McGrew. But when you want to quench your thirst, then here's the thing to do. You ought to make friends with Valley Forge, the beer with a wonderful flavor. Make friends with Valley Forge, do yourself a big favor. It's pale, it's light, it's smooth. It always tastes just right, so you ought to make friends with Valley Forge, the beer with a wonderful flavor. When friends drop in, invite them to make friends with Valley Forge. If they're like most people today, they like a modern beer, a beer that's pale, light, smooth. Yes, they like Valley Forge beer because every drop is brewed especially to suit the modern taste for thirst-quenching refreshment. For downright satisfaction, there's just nothing quite like Valley Forge beer. In fact, the most a host can do for friends is serve Valley Forge. So you ought to make friends with Valley Forge, the beer with a wonderful flavor. Listening back to that interview, when the publicist cut in, I didn't really sound as annoyed as I should have been or as annoyed as I got later after I thought on it more, I was like, damn it, that, that was really rude. Right. And I wish that I would have had a better response at the time after I molded over a bit. I, I should have said something like God, 
God? Is that you, God? Because if it's not God, who the fuck is this on my fucking podcast right now? But I didn't do that. I wasn't quick enough. I'd had a couple of vides in me. But, uh, yeah, a note to all publicists out there. Don't ever cut me off on my show again, or you will face the wrath of Don. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am not in danger, Skyler. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. That's going to do it for this episode of What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. I want to thank Olivia, Culpo, and Ryan for coming on the show. I want to thank that publicist for teaching me a valuable lesson. I have learned my lesson, and we will never let an an unmuted publicist on our Zoom ever again on this show. Or maybe we will, if I want to pick a fight. Again, reminder, September 3rd, Friday, September 3rd, episode drops, Adam Carolla show. I'll be on there talking hard seltzer. I'm headed to Aspen Food and Wine. We got that going. Lots of fun stuff coming up this fall here on What We're Drinking. Check us out at The Inviber on Instagram and Twitter at WWD underscore podcast on Instagram. Thanks for being you, everybody. I know you got a lot of options out there in podcast world, and the fact that you're spending this time with me and my friends. Well, cheers to you. Stay thirsty, my friends. <laughs>